for those of you that don't think we've made any progress, <laughs> we have. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I mean, you got an African-American been in the office almost eight years. You got Steve Harvey hosting the uh, 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 pageants. He couldn't get it right, but <laughs> how many of y'all watched that blunder? I think he was so focused on Miss Columbia. Come on, somebody. Because <laughs> she was fine. Come on, I get a witness up in here. I think he, he, he lost his focus. And then when he realized he made a mistake, he said, no, Miss, he didn't say Miss Philippines, he said Miss Philippians. Brother started quoting the Bible. Miss Philippians, I mean, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I said, my God in heaven. I, 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 I told my wife, every man understands that struggle. But let's get in the word. Let's go to <laughs> Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah chapter 54, we're going to pick up in verse 2. Hallelujah. Isaiah 54. Glory to God. Isaiah 54, we're going to pick up in verse 2. If you're there, say amen. It says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lift in your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. I'm going to continue in the topic that we looked at a couple of weeks ago, the year of expansion. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you. How you visited us during the time of worship. Now, God, visit us during this time as the word is being preached. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. Of course, I've been letting you know since New Year's Eve what God put in my spirit. This would be the year of expansion. The word expansion means to expand, to enlarge, to broaden, and to develop. I believe that that's what God wants to do with us, people of God. And, of course, God dropped three things in my spirit where he would expand us. He would expand our faith. He would expand our favor. And he would expand our finances. And then look at this again. Look at verse 3. It says, for you shall expand. That word shall, of course, means without doubt. It says, you, for you shall expand to the right and to the left. So that lets me know that God wants to bless you in more than one way. Amen. That he wants the blessings to, to overtake you. Amen. How many you know his blessings will overtake you? Amen. We're going to even look at that on today. Let's go to Deuteronomy, if you would now, would be chapter 28, verse 1. Uh, Deuteronomy, chapter uh, uh, 28, uh, verse 1, it says, now it shall, there's that word shall again, shall again means without doubt. So it says, uh, now it shall come to pass. See, how many of you know God will hold on, he, he, he will come through with, with, with his part of the deal. God will never fail you. He's, he's always going to come through what he said he's going to do because his word cannot come back empty. It cannot come back void. But it says, now it shall come to pass. If you there's, I mean, you know, it's a lot of ifs in the Bible. It's a lot of ifs and buts. Because we know God's love is unconditional, but we know that uh, uh, his, his promises come with conditions. There are certain things that we need to do on our end, and right now, look what they get again. It says, uh, uh, now it shall come to pass. It's going to come to pass. If, somebody say if, you, talking about me and you, diligently, that word diligently means to earnestly, truly, Obey the voice of the Lord. 
So my first point on today, that in order for God to expand you, to enlarge you, you have to obey the voice. Amen? Obey the voice. Then it even goes on. Look at the rest of this. It says, oh, so there's the first one, obey the voice. It says, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, your God. How many of you know it's not always easy to obey his voice? Because there's another voice. His name is Lucifer. Can I get a witness? We'll try to bamboozle you. Can I get a witness up in here? As we would say back in the Baptist church, we'll try to hoodwink you. Enemy is always trying to find the edge on the people of God. Because I don't care how saved you get, you still got two people in you. Don't ever think that the minute you start thinking there's not two people in you, that's when you start thinking more highly of yourself than you ought to. That's in Romans 12, 3. So we got to be careful. But we can keep that other person in check. Yes, I'm Pastor Steele, but Reggie's still there. That's why we're fasting. We're trying to kill that other joker. Can I get a... You're trying to strangle him. Can I... Can I get a witness up in here? You're trying to keep him dead. Put up Isaiah 58 and 6. This is, this is why we're fasting. Look, Isaiah 58 and, and, and 6. Look at this. Uh, uh, is, is this not the fast that I've chosen to loose? How many of us, we need to be loose from some self, low self-esteem, need to be loose from some anger? Come on, I'm asking God to help me because I didn't got in my 40s and now I'm a little more impatient. I want my stuff now. What's taking y'all so long? Oh, y'all ain't ready for me today. So God, like, you need to work on that. Own your stuff or it's going to own you. He said, to loose, he said, I chose this fact that will loose bonds of wickedness. Oh, some of us still got wicked ways. How many of you know there's a difference between being weak and wicked? Wicked means you just got evil intent. I'm going to do it anyway. You know what I'm saying? So he says, listen, if you fast, you know, let's put it up again. It says it's going to loose bonds of wickedness. Then it says undo heavy burdens. Why are you allowing anxiety to have dominion over you when he already said in Romans 8.31, if I be for you, who can be against you? But you lie on this burden called anxiety. You worried about something that ain't even happened yet. Matter of fact, it's not even going to happen because Proverbs 18 and 21 says death and life is in the power of your tongue. You can speak death to your anxiety. You can speak death to your anger. You can speak death to your being impatient. I'm talking to me now. Don't think when I'm preaching to you, I ain't preaching to myself. You understand what I'm saying? Nobody's immune. Come on, somebody. <laughs> we all still human. Can I get a witness? But see, when you fast, put that fasting back up. It says undo, it's going to do unheavy, undo heavy burdens to let the oppressed go free. Let's be saved and free. Let's not be saved and bound. Amen? That's why we want to kick the year off. We kick the year off with this fast every year. Why? Let me listen to this. Let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. Let's break these, these different yokes. Some of you still got stuff from your past that you still harboring on. I thought Paul said in Philippians 3.13, I'm forgetting those things that are behind me. 
You got to let it go. Then God will let go of some things for you. But if you still allow a man to be crawling under your skin, God can't use you. He's going to be like, take another lap. You ain't ready. You still got, you, you ain't, you, you still immature. You ain't, you, you ain't even got over that situation that happened to you 29 years ago. And you want God to bless you. Mm, he's like, no, you need to let that stuff go. Things just happen in life. If anybody had the opportunity to be bitter, it was Job. Job should have been kicking over tables and slamming stuff. Can I get a witness? You didn't lost everything. And was a holy man. Uh, the Bible says an upright man. Even his friends was like, man, what you do? Ain't that how we are when something happened with somebody? What they do? Some of y'all probably was like, what pastor do? He on the altar. I ain't done nothing. I'm humbled by the presence of God and that God decided this morning to show himself. I'm like, Lord, I'm humbled. Thank you that you had kingdom in the valley. Thank you that you love us enough that you show up every once in a while and let us feel you. Lord, thank you because the Bible says my righteousness is as a filthy rag. We need to give God a praise that he still loves us in spite of us. Somebody give God a hand praise in this place. <laughs> there it is right there. Leave it right there. It says, but we are all like an un unclean thing and our righteousness as like a filthy rags. Oh, can I get a witness? Because the minute you turn one corner, you realize, oh, I got, I got something else I got to deal with. And I believe a lot of times God intends for you to be dealing with some stuff because if you ain't dealing with nothing, then you might start thinking you all that. That's why Paul, he said, Lord, take this thorn from me. God said, no, my grace is sufficient. I need you to, de to, to depend on my divine enabling power. My divine power, my supernatural ability will, will allow you to keep that in check, but I'm going to keep that thorn right there to remind your behind to stay on your face. It's there to remind you to stay in your word. It's there so you will stay humble. Oh, can I? Because don't we all got thorns? <laughs> all right, let's go back to my uh, scripture I was in, that fasting. Oh, you know, let's stay right here. Stay right here. So now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice, the voice of the Lord. That's my first point, that we have to obey the voice of the Lord, your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set. Then it says the Lord, if you obey his voice, it says that the Lord will set you high above all. God wants to take you high. He wants to set you up. Anybody in the building know he wants to set you up for success? He want to set you up with some more favor and more blessing and so on and so forth. Amen. But go to, go to, the, go to the next. And then, then it says, and all these blessings. Did I got an S at the end? That means he wants to bless you in more than one way. So all these blessings. Shall, there shall. What shall mean? Without doubt. Shall. The blessing shall come. Upon you, the word of God is for the people of God, that the blessing shall come upon you and overtake you. 
Favor is getting ready to overtake you. Finances, you're just going to be overtaken. Anybody ever been overtaken by problems? Well, God getting ready to turn your problems into promises. Because the Bible says the promises of God. The promises of God are yes and amen. Amen means I'm in agreement that I believe I'm about to be overtaken by favor, overtaken by finances, overtaken by influence, that God is getting ready to cause my reach to be even greater. Somebody in this building need to give God a praise if you know you're about to be overtaken. Hallelujah. Look at your name and say, get ready to be overtaken. Get ready to be overtaken. Overtaken. I'm in a season in my life where favor has just overtaken me. God's opened up so many doors, I can't even go there with you. Because I don't like doing stuff premature, but I've just been overtaken. I'm like Mr. Brown. When he said, me? Remember Mr. Brown, y'all? You, me? <laughs> yeah, you. And that what the Bible says? Go back to the text. It even said, you, all these blessings shall come upon you. You. You fearfully and wonderfully made you made in his image you heir of God and joint heir with Christ you ambassador of God you king and priest in the earth somebody scream I receive you his creation and he said in Hebrews 13 and 5 I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm not going to abandon you. We abandon him. And he just be waiting, don't he? Just like in Luke 15, he waited for his son. Son, he knew he gave him the inheritance. He went and squandered it. The Bible's very specific on harlot living. Oh, but Luke 15, 17, the Bible says he came to himself. And the Bible says a few scriptures later that his father saw him when he was afar off. I'm so glad that when my life was off, when your life was off, he still loved you. He still had a plan. Come on. I'm still going to raise him up to be an ambassador. I'm going to still raise him up to be a king. Come on, somebody. You got to know who you are and whose you are. Let's go back to that. Go back to that text. Verse 2. It says, uh, 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 and, and these blessings shall come upon you, overtake you, because you obey the voice. There's it again. There it is again. Go back to verse 1. So we see obey the voice, and then we say if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, and then do all the observe carefully the commandments which I've commanded you today, the Lord your God will set you up upon high of all the nations. But isn't it interesting that verse 1 and verse 2 says obey the voice. We got to obey his voice. I believe even see when you're fasting, because put up John 3.30 real quick. John 3.30. This is what happens. John 3.30. Look at this. And it's not too late. If you want to start fasting, you can. Praise the Lord. It says, he must increase, but I must decrease. Oh, he wants to increase. He's going to do his part, but are you going to do your part? 
He says, I'm going to increase you, but I need you to decrease. I need you to begin to die to self. I need you to get rid of certain appetites that's got dominion over you, that's lording over you. Because you realize anything that's lording over you has become a God. Come on, somebody. Come on, if something is lording over you, dominating you, you've made that thing an idol. I'm just keeping the 100 up in here. That's why it says, I will remove burdens and I will destroy what? Yokes that you might be what? Free. And the Bible says, whom the Son has set free is what? Free indeed. But let's go, 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 back, to, go back to two again. Verse two, Deuteronomy 28 and, and, and two. Deuteronomy uh, uh, 28. It says, uh, 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 two, two, 28 and two. We're going to get the seven. But it says, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. So that's my first point. If we obey the voice, God will begin to expand us. He will begin to enlarge us. We got to put that other voice on mute. Come on, somebody. You got to remember, too, that voice came and visited Jesus, talking about Satan. Remember, in Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4, verse 4, it says that he said, well, if you're the son of man, turn that bread, or that rock into bread. And he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So even Jesus, God in the flesh, had to fight the enemy with the word. And it's interesting when he began to say, man shall not live by bread alone, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, and Luke 4, verse 4, the Bible says that he was literally quoting Deuteronomy 8 and 3. So he was fighting the enemy back with the word. If you want to know how to fight the enemy back, see, that's why Jesus, he said, answer, he said, it's written. So he didn't have to go and try to pull something out the air. He was like, it's written. How many know it's written? That no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It's written in Isaiah 59 and 19 that when the enemy comes in like a flood, that by his spirit, he will lift up a standard. That's why we got to know the word. Look at your name and say, it's written. It's written that me and you are priests and kings. That's in Revelation, I believe, 1 and 6, 1 and 7, somewhere off in that area. Highlight that. When you begin to forget who you are, you better know you are priests, you're kings, you're queens in the earth. You got to know your value. There it is right there, verse 6, the revelation. And he has made us. Us. You got to know who you are. Kings don't hold their head down. Come on, somebody. It says, and, and he has made us kings, priests to his God and Father. To him be the glory and the dominion and forever and ever. Amen. All you got to do is be in agreement. I'm a priest and I'm a king. I know I ain't worthy because the pastor already showed me in God's word that, that I'm, I'm filthy. Come on. Come on. The word of God says your righteousness is as a filthy rag. Can I get a witness up in here? <laughs> you know why? Because our spirit is saved. But our flesh is progressively. Can I get a witness up in here? The spirit, that's why even when God was frustrated with us, he says, I'm going to go into the earth, see what the problem is. And then the Bible says, all of a sudden, he was like, I sympathize with y'all. In other words, I pity y'all because I was tempted at all points. I didn't sin, but I was tempted. I got a chance to feel what y'all go through. But I'm going to still make you kings and priests. I'm going to still make you my heirs because I realize, amen, 
that man going to make mistakes. Adam, oh my God. We ain't going to even go there. That's another topic. <laughs> but see how the enemy will use other people as an instrument? Eve was like, come on. Just try it. Y'all know how y'all be? Oh, <laughs> Let me go back to Deuteronomy. Go to Deuteronomy 28 and 3. Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> Transitioning. <laughs> Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. People should know you in your city. The bank should know who you are. The school should know who you, where you go to school. Come on, somebody. Amen? Then it goes on. Uh, 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 uh. Blessed shall you be in the fruit of your body. Blessed shall you be in the fruit. See, when you obey his voice, your body's blessed. Is that what it said? Blessed shall, again, shall without doubt. The fruit of your body should be blessed. It'll be blessed. You shouldn't always be sick. I'm not going to say you're not going to get sick because, listen, we live in this earth. And thank God for NyQuil and DayQuil. Can I get a witness up in here? And prayer. Come on, somebody. I know some of us, I'm just trusting God for my healing. I got you, but I'm going to go get some exaggerant. Extra strength. <laughs> the Bible says he would give man witty inventions, which means creative ideas. And you got some religious folks that I ain't, I don't need all, all I need is Jesus. Give me some NyQuil and Jesus. And the Bible even, not the Bible, but even the, the, the DayQuil, it has a little alcohol in it. If you read it, but the Bible says even when Paul and them would get sick, he would say a little wine is good for thy infirmity. That's the Bible. And it says a little wine. It didn't say the whole bottle. Let me just put my disclaimer on nobody. Walk up. I don't know what pastor said today. Well, because you drunk. You drunk the whole bottle before you came to church. <laughs> you ain't got no discipline. <laughs> Let me get back to the text. How'd I get on that? Oh, yeah, the fruit of your body. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. The produce of your ground and the increase of your herds and the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Next verse. Blessed shall be your basket, your kneading bowl. Next verse. Blessed shall you be when you come in. I like this one. And blessed shall you be when you go out. Somebody need to give God a hand praise. Anybody receive that for your life? You're blessed going in and you're blessed going out. Hallelujah. Next verse. The Lord, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. He'll call, I like that too because the Lord will cause your enemies to rise up, that rise up against you to be defeated before your face. That means he's going to make sure that they face somewhere in the vicinity to see your blessing. They're going to see your favor. <laughs> I love that, that they will see your favor. Mm-hmm. Then it says the Lord will cause your enemy. Then it says uh, uh, 
uh, that, they, that, that they will be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Next verse. The Lord will command the blessing on your storehouse. He will command a blessing on your house. How many of you received that on today? That he will command. When, when, when God starts saying he will go command, just get ready. It's interesting too because it says the Lord will command. That word command means I will instruct. And this is the blessing. All he got to do is have a conversation with himself. He ain't got to go to holler at nobody. Come on, can I get a witness up in here? And God talked to himself like we talk to ourselves at times. Oh, I think I quiet up in here. Don't try to act like you ain't ever had a conversation with yourself. <laughs> Come on, you didn't have to talk yourself out of so. Uh, should I go? Or should I not go? Should I go? Or should I not go? Should I go? Or should I not go? He fine, but I don't know. She look good. She the whole package, but. <laughs> so I just proved to yourself that you've had to talk to yourself. <laughs> Let's look at the text. He said, I'm a command. The Lord will command and instruct the blessings on you and your storehouse and in all to which you set your hand. Whatever you set your hand to do, it's going to prosper. It's going to be blessed. Amen. Then it says, and, 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 and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Is he blessing us in this land? Then gave us the land. We didn't got a building for half off. Come on, some. Next verse. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. I like that he says, that the things that he said, I swear I'm going to bless you. I like that. He literally said, I swear to God. I swear to myself. I'll command myself. I'll instruct myself to bless you. I'll command a blessing on you. Go back to the text. Then, 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 then the Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself just as he has sworn to you. If you keep, if you keep, if you, there's another if. If you keep, put the commandments up, please. But where was those commandments? They had them up uh, first service. Put them back up if you could. You know it ain't but two. Ain't that a blessing? That it went from ten to two. Look, look. Jesus said to him, you shall... Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Don't you love him with all your heart? Your soul, which is your emotions and your feelings. Go, go, go back to that again. It says your soul, your heart, uh, uh, your, your, your heart. I know you got the heart of God because you hear him. You obviously have the heart of God. You, you, then it goes on with your soul. Sometimes we have battles with our soul, which is our emotions and our feelings. But you still get through your emotions and your soul to get to church. 
So I know your soul loves him. Come on, the Panthers and the Seattle play in a little bit. And y'all at church. I'm about to miss the game. Because why? I love him with all my heart and my soul. But the Steelers play at 2.30, praise him. And the sanctuary, praise him in the field. <laughs> so I got a little pep on my step just knowing that. Amen. <laughs> so it says uh, to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and with all your mind. Our mind makes our decisions. Can I get a witness up in here? Your mind made a decision. I'm going to that 930 service. Your mind was like, you know what? I got to obey that voice. And this is the blessing. He's giving you his mind. That's in Philippians 2, 5, because it said, let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. We have the mind of Christ now. So we can't help but come to church because now we have his mind. Now we have his outlook. Now we have his wisdom. We have his insight to make decisions in life. Let's look at the second commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Do I got anybody in the building that love you some you? I love me. When the Bible says I was fearfully and wonderfully made, I'm like, Lord, thank you. You women should be throwing your hair around fearfully. Even if it ain't yours. Fearfully. <laughs> like my wife, fearfully. <laughs> it's on tight, though. Praise him. Amen. It's hers. She didn't own it. Come on, somebody. <laughs> put the text up. I like that. They put it up. They put it up fearfully and wonderfully. Look at this. It says, I, 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 I will praise you, for I am fearfully, wonderful. Anybody know you just wonderful? What God has done, wonderful. Come on, created you in his image and his likeness. And in marvelous are your works and that our soul knows very well. Your soul, no, he's been so good. I've got to bring this soul to church. He's been so good to me. I'm still breathing. Come on, somebody. Got a roof over my head, a car to drive, a job to go to. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And if you jobless, come on, your setback is a setup for your comer. He said, I'm going to set you up if you obey my voice. I'm going to set you up upon high, he said. Go to the rest of that scripture that, uh, uh, that, that I love, you'll love your neighbor uh, uh, as yourself. Look at that. Uh, uh, go back to that. It says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You got to love your neighbor. You got to love your fellow brother. Don't be coming up in church. I'm, I hate him. I can't stand her. You ain't. You, where, where's the God in you? I didn't say you got to like everybody, but you got to love everybody. There are some people I don't like. Come on, somebody. I got people in my family. I don't like them. They crazy. But when I see them at the family, how you doing? Man, good to see you. You ain't coming to my house, though. Let's meet. We're going to meet at the restaurant. Anybody got one of them cousins that all of a sudden stuff in your house start growing legs? I didn't work too hard for mine. Come on. The Bible says with all that giddy, 
get understanding. Amen. I need to go any more depth in that scripture. But go to my next text. Let's go back to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. So he said, I'm going to command a blessing and all that, and they're going to overtake you. Then it says, then the, all the peoples of the earth shall see. They're going to see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. Do you realize I still run into four out of the five pastors that I asked to bless us when we, before we started Kingdom in the Valley, and they said that they couldn't do it because they didn't think I was called to pastor? Do you realize I still see them at little pastoral functions, and when they see me, they get afraid. They jump, and they go the other way. They flee seven ways because they know what they said 11 years and um, 13 days ago. That's when we started the church. So they know what they said, but I believe that in order for God to take you where he's trying to take you, you need a dream killer or two in your life. You need somebody to tell you, you can't, you can't do that. Everybody needs somebody. You need a setback in your life. Come on, Michael Jordan couldn't even make the varsity team in high school his sophomore year. And he said that it made him so mad that he would take 300 jump shots a day. And he only played two years of varsity in high school and went on to be the best person to ever play on the planet. But it was all because of that setback that he had when he couldn't even crack the varsity lineup as a sophomore. Oh, but sometimes you need them kind of setbacks. Joseph needed a setback in his life. He needed to be in the pit because he told his brothers, I saw all y'all bowing down to me. Even told his daddy, come on somebody. And then why is daddy go out of the way and just make him a coat of many colors and leave all the other brothers hanging? No wonder why they turned on him. Let, let you start favoring one of your kids and not the other ones. They'll probably turn on the one you favoring. And usually that one is the one that's called by God. David, come on, David wasn't even in the house. He was an afterthought. Why? Because most theologians believe his mother was a harlot. So they were saying he ain't even worthy to be even in here. And Samuel said, is there another son? And then they said, yeah, he's with the sheep. An afterthought. And he's, Samuel, the prophet said, we're not going to sit until you go get him. And then right when he came through the door entrance, God spoke to Samuel and said, that's him. The youngest, because the first shall be last. And the last shall be first. So if it hasn't happened for you yet, keep obeying the voice. And he going to make sure your enemies are somewhere in the vicinity to see your favor. Next verse. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods and the fruit of your body in the increase of your livestock and in the produce of your ground and in the land for which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. I love how he swore generations prior to even bless the generation that's coming. Next verse. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. How I many you know God's getting ready to open up some good things? Then it says the heavens to give the rain to your land in its season. You realize that when God moved in here, that was an open heaven. Heaven was saying, I'm pleased, let me visit the kingdom. You know why? Another reason why I believe that God moved, because a lot of y'all fasted. So it's less of you and more of him. I believe God is pleased with the effort. Are we perfect? Absolutely not. But are we trying to give a perfect effort? Absolutely. I believe God is pleased. 
That's why we experience an open heaven. Go back to the text real quick. It says his good treasure, the heavens to give you rain, not sprinkling, but he's going to cause rain in your land in its season. I believe we're in our season, kingdom. Galatians 6 and 9 says to not grow weary and well-doing for in due season. Somebody say due season. It says you will reap if you faint not. In other words, don't lose heart right when you're at the brink of your favor. You're at the brink of seeing that financial breakthrough, and then you miss. Mm, mm, mm. Go back to Galatia. I'm sorry, uh, Deuteronomy. The Lord will open his good treasures, the heavens, to give you rain in your land in the season, and to bless all the work of your hand. He's going to bless the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. I'm going to stop right there. My second point, not only do you have to obey his voice in order for him to expand you, but you got to leave your expectation minded. You got to really believe in that text. You got to be expectation minded. I told my kids back in 2010 and my wife, we went to um, Oregon and um, Auburn. Cam Newton was the quarterback for Auburn then. And we went to all the festivities before the game, and we hung out over there in, um, what's that place called, baby? Westgate area. Had a great time. We were tailgate, hanging out with people. But when it was time for kickoff, we got in our car and got back on the freeway and went home to watch the game. Because my money wasn't touching and agreeing to go to the game. But we're going to go to the festivities. We're going to go get a little taste. And what it feels like to be at a national championship. So I told my kids, when it comes back, they said 2016 is coming back to Arizona. We're not going to just enjoy the festivities. But by that time, God going to open up his good treasures. And he's going to command so many blessings on me. <laughs> because I've been obeying his voice. And because I've remained expectation-minded. We about to go watch Alabama and Clemson. And we ain't just going to the festivities. We going to the game. And we going to sit behind the bench. Behind Alabama. I'm trying to help somebody. Because if you don't stretch your imagination. You won't go far in life. You will stay ordinary. And never be extraordinary. And it's interesting, my kids said, well, dad, get the tickets behind Clemson. We, want, we, we going for Clemson. I said, no, 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 no. I said, at the end of the day, Alabama's more expectation-minded because they've been there, done that. So I don't want to sit on the losing side and pay all this money. Come on, some. I mean, you know, I was born that night, but not last night. Come on, somebody. So I sat behind the bench right there. And they won 40 to 45, don't get me wrong. Clemson wasn't just no sloppy team. They made it happen. It was a great game. But I knew because Alabama had the edge. They've been there already. And I'm telling you right now, you've seen some of God's favor. That gives you an edge. So you know favor's getting ready to increase. God's getting ready to broaden your increase. In the name of Jesus, he's getting ready to broaden your favor, your influence, your reach even. I decree it in the name of Jesus. Somebody in this building need to give God a praise in this place. Look at your name and say, stay expectation-minded. Stay expectation-minded.
See, people that are expectation-minded see results. And Alabama got the result that they were looking for. And I decree over you in the name of Jesus. If you stay expectation-minded, the very thing that you believe in God for, it will come to pass. Somebody in this building need to give God a hand praise for what he's about to do. Somebody need to give God a anyhow praise, a yet praise. Come on and lift up a shout. Look at your other neighbor and say, stay expectation-minded. Come on, kingdom. We came in this building, and they gave us three years to buy it. But I told you, we buying this building in the first year. We ain't waiting no three years. And God did it in 11 months and 17 days because we made up in our mind. We going into this building expectation-minded. We will not be the borrower. We are the head and not the tail. Somebody give God a praise one more time. You got to leave here expectation-minded. I got an expectation that I will be a homeowner. Shoot, my son closed on this house when? Tuesday. He's 23 years old, his wife 22 years old, but it wasn't until he got hooked up with a good thing. A house wasn't even on his radar, but his good thing said, we need a house. She said, I'm tired of being in this apartment. And then I said, well, y'all believe God to go do it. Y'all grown now. <laughs> I ain't going to do it for you. Go get your hustle on. Go grind. Uh-huh. Next thing I know, they took us to where the house they getting. I said, look at God. It's a 10-year-old home, beautiful. I said, my only one owner been in there? I said, that's a good start. Shoot, four bedroom, two bath? I started with a one bedroom, one bath. Come on, somebody. Shoot, all seven of us was like this. My place was so small, I couldn't think. I had to step out on the porch to be able to think. <laughs> it was so tight in there. But my point is this. They were expectation-minded. Amen? Where are you at, woman of God? Sheree, throw, throw your hand up. She came to me on New Year's Eve with her brand new with her keys to her new house that she got on New Year's Eve. She said, God didn't already started. God didn't already expanded me. I got, look, Pastor, I got my keys. And there's proof right there. You got to have an expectation that God can do it. Are you going to go through turmoil? Probably. Are you going to go through some setbacks? Come on, you probably will. But you got to keep grinding. You got to stay expectation-minded. You got to make up your mind. I'm about to obey the voice. I don't care about this other voice telling me my credit ain't right, but my credit is good with Jesus. He'll have them overlook some stuff. Can I get a witness up in here? Because your credit is good with him. He'll begin to, begin to we don't, they'll be like, we don't know why we're doing this. We've, we've never done this before. That's what they told me when I bought my house back in 08 May. We don't know why we're doing this. I was looking at them like, I know why y'all doing it because I've been obeying the voice. 
and I got an expectation. This is my house. Me and my wife have been pulling up in front of this house for 26 days with Starbucks claiming it, breaking in the house and everything. Walking around here talking about she called out of hot shit. And they're going to tell me, we don't know why we're doing this. Give me my keys. The kingdom of God suffered violence. The violent take it by force. I'm telling you what God wants to do, people of God. He'll do it. And our new theme is called, Won't He Do It? About to give me a shirt, say, Won't He Do It? Throw your head up, Paul, for me, please. Paul and his wife came, went to an apartment. I went to their house to bless it. I was like, my God, in heaven. <laughs> I'm like, the God didn't even, I thought she was going to get a starter home first, brother. God said, no, but you've been obeying my voice. I'm going to bless you, 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 because you're expectation-minded. I don't mean to be dropping, but I'm trying to give you proof of what God can do if you obey his voice if you're expectation minded i got to give you the last thing go 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 to my scripture there so so it's go go to go to is there one more verse 14 so you shall not turn aside from any of the words which i command you this day to the right or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. In other words, the third point is this. If you want God to expand you, you got to stay persuaded. You got to stay persuaded. I believe that when you stay persuaded, that's a sign of maturity. It's a sign that you have some stick to itness. It's a sign that you have stamina. And then God is like, they ready because they've been obeying my voice. They've been expectation-minded. They've made up in their mind they're going to stay persuaded regardless of what season they're in. That's why Paul said in Philippians 4.12, he said, I can live abound or abase. That means with or without. And see, in other words, he didn't allow his financial portfolio, wherever it was, to, to come in and mess his focus up. We moved into this building, put money down and all that, had about $2,300 in the bank as a church, and then they're going to tell us we need probably almost a million dollars to renovate. That would make most people crumble. And I'm in the bank like, we can do this. I mean, with presidents and all kind of stuff and, and so on and so forth. And, and I'm, I walk out here like, oh, Jesus, we're going to need you to move. You said you would do exceedingly. Come on, I started quoting Ephesians 3.20. You exceedingly, abundantly, above, more than we can even imagine or think. But then God reminded me the rest of that scripture, according to the power that worketh in us. Us did it. Us sold our seed into the building. Us made up of my mind, I'm going to stretch this month so we can buy this facility. I'm going to stretch so we can renovate this place. Then they say, according to the power that worketh. Did they put that up? Oh, they, they phenomenal back there. According to the power that works in us. So I'm talking to us today. Us obey his voice. Us have a, be expectation minded. Us 
stay persuaded. That's in Romans 8, 38. Paul said, I'm persuaded that nothing. Let's look at that and we're done. Nothing. Put that up, Romans 8, 38, and then we're done for real. For I'm persuaded. I know I got my third close right now. <laughs> for I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present. In other words, I don't care what's going on presently. I won't be moved because I'm persuaded. Nor things to even come. I'm not going to allow what might come in March to get me off task. Don't focus on what you're going through. Focus on where you're going to. God's getting ready to command a blessing on your life. And if you receive that, come on and give God a hand praise in this place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready to be expanded. Be, get ready to be expanded. Let me pray for you. Father, seal this word today in our hearts, our mind, our spirit. Lord, we thank you for this right now word from the heavens that you spoke through me to your people, to us. We thank you how you're getting ready to expand us financially, how you're going to expand us with your favor, and how you're going to expand us with more faith. I speak that over this household today. Maybe you're in this 930 service and you've never given your life to Jesus. The Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so 